The Money Pit is brought to you by Pergo, Lumber Liquidators, Bonding, and C by GE. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And happy fall. It is officially the fall season, and that makes it officially the fall fix-up slash home improvement season. You know what I like about fall? It's what we call the Goldilocks season, because it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right to get started on your home improvement projects. And the first thing that you should do to get started is pick up the phone and call us with your how-to question. You want to do a job yourself? You want to hire a pro? You got to pick up a paintbrush and decorate a room? You want some advice on choosing colors, getting that paint to stick and not peel? Maybe you want to clean your deck now that you've gone through the summer with it, get it ready for next year? Whatever's on your to-do list, slide it over to ours by calling us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Coming up this hour, if you've sold your home and closed the deal and handed over the keys this year, you may think you're done. Well, not quite. We're going to have some tips on what you need to do after you you sell to complete the transaction, especially if you've made a few home improvements over the years. And going green at home is a big trend nowadays, with homeowners looking to save money on energy bills while also shrinking their environmental footprint. But how do you sort the good from the all-around bad advice out there? Well, we've got the solution in just a bit. And before you start the home fires burning this fall, we're going to have some tips on how to make sure your chimney is up for the challenge. Plus, we're giving away a handy product this hour called Bondic. Now, it's the only product that works where glue fails because it's a liquid plastic that only hardens when it's exposed to the included UV light. It's super cool. Yeah, and it can be used to fix dozens of things around the house. Bondic sells for $19.99 and we're giving away a five-pack to one caller drawn at random right now. So give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? All right, we've got Carolyn in Iowa on the line who's dealing with some musty odors. How can we help you today? Yes, we rented a brand-new apartment that was just finished, and we got a lot of mold and mustiness, and it affected my brand-new pairs of shoes. I had five pairs, brand-new, never worn. They got so musty and moldy. How do I get the mold out, the musty smell? So are these inside of a closet, Carolyn? Yes. Well, a couple of things. First of all, you need to take everything out of that closet because those mold spores will really be getting into all kinds of spaces. The reason it showed up there is because it's damp, it's dark, it's moist, and those are conditions that mold loves to thrive in. So I would get everything out of that closet, make sure it gets really, really dry because that just taking the moisture away will kill any um, active mold that's there. You're going to have to wash the walls down of the inside of the closet with um, some sort of a mildicide solution. There's a lot of options on that. You can use one of the professional products. You could simply mix up about a 20% bleach solution with water, spray those walls down, let it sit for a few minutes so it kills anything that's there, and then rinse it all off. Uh, is there carpet inside of that closet? Okay, there was carpet, yeah. Um, it, it, we have since moved out of there, and you couldn't see any black mold on the leather on the shoes, but the le- the brand new shoes took on the musty odor, and I don't know how to get that out of those shoes. So, in terms of the of the odor of that's in these shoes, um, I think it will probably mostly go away on its own if you get them into a very very dry space. What I would try to do is get them uh, into a place where it's really really sunny and warm. 
uh, like on a windowsill or something like that where it can really bake out any of the moisture that's in there. Uh, and, of course, if there's any residual mold, which I doubt at this point, it, it would kill that as well. Beyond that, you know, I think you just have to clean the way you would clean any shoes. Or you could take them to a shoemaker and have him or her do that for you. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would try is, um, you know, sort of like a perforated, meshy kind of bag that you might get like jewelry in or something. You know, those fancy little silky bags. I would fill that up with like baking soda and like stick it in there and like, you know, put it, put one in each shoe and like see if that helps to draw out the moisture and like the yucky smells because that does help. Also, I'm, my son has like the stinkiest feet ever of life and the Adidas is the best ones out there. They're like these little black little, they almost look like a ping pong ball, but you turn them and they have some sort of deodorizer in them and you stick them in each shoe. They magically do the trick. So you might want to try a combination of those things. Okay. That's an idea. Yeah. I have set the shoes. See, I've never worn them ever. And I have set the shoes out on the deck in the hot sun, and that still hasn't. So, yeah, I'll try your ideas next and see what comes. I mean, these are brand-new shoes I never wore. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that. that. That problem is not uncommon when you have uh, clothes uh, or shoes or boxes or anything in a closet like that that's clothed up and dark and damp. Usually what we tell people to do in that situation is everything I started telling you in terms of getting things out and cleaned up, but then replacing the door to the closet with a louvered door because if you let a lot of air in there, that can also uh, address it. So good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we're going to take a call from Spokane, Washington, where we've got Dave on the line. What's going on at your money pit? I have a house, and my electric heat was kind of expensive, and I checked some insulating ideas, and uh, I used Frost King pipe wrap insulation tape behind the electric baseboard heat, and I used it with a foil side against the heater. I'm not losing the heat into the wall, and the heat's the heater's working about 30 to 40% more efficient. My question is, is it fire safe? That's an interesting question. So you took this insulating tape. Now, describe the tape to me. Is it the foil-faced sort of uh, rubbery-like insulation that Frost King makes, or what does it look like? Yes, it's Frost King pipe wrap insulation tape. It's an eight, and eight and seven inch thick. It's two inches wide. It comes in a 15 or 30-foot roll. It's sticky on one side, and it's got foil on the other side. The foil is what reflects the heat away from the heater and away from the wall out into the room. The heat doesn't go into my wall now. I had a I had an infrared done by the fire department, and more, most of the heat used to go back up into the wall. Almost none of it's in the wall now, and the, and the heater's a lot more efficient. And um, I don't know how to get the material approved, but it does work. My uh, insulating material works, and um, uh, it's very inexpensive. It costs about $10 a heater, and it'd be a whole lot more efficient. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. Now, I would say, first of all, we're definitely dealing with what is termed an off-label use. In other words, the manufacturer would never um, sell it for that particular purpose. To your core question, is it safe? I can see a couple of ways where it could potentially be not safe. Um, In particular, the heater is designed to release a certain amount of heat to the back wall of it. And if because of the reflective qualities of the foil, it's now uh, not doing that and and basically uh, reflecting that heat more into the room, I guess it's possible that some of the electrical components inside the heater itself could could have to work there at a a higher temperature than they normally would uh, and therefore potentially be unsafe. I would think that in both cases, 
both using the tape from the Frost King manufacturer's perspective and even from the um, the uh, electric baseboard manufacturer's perspective, I, I don't see any scenario where they would recommend those two be worked together. So even though it's it's not it's off label, you know, is it really unsafe? Are you really at a risk hazard? I, I really can't tell you for sure, but I guess common sense would dictate that if you're not smelling anything that's burning or anything seems to be working poorly in any way, you know, you, you may want to continue to use it, but, but keep an eye on it. So I'm afraid I can't completely put your mind at ease because it, it's kind of a, a, of a solution here that you sort of made up yourself that's not going to be recommended by either the baseboard manufacturer or the insulation manufacturer. Um, you know, that said, there are probably other materials that would more likely be designed um, to go in that space. Perhaps a foil insulation, which is more typical of a baseboard space. So I would say if you're going to keep using it, keep a close eye on it because it is potentially unsafe. David, thanks so much for calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call. We'd love to hear what you are working on this hour. Hey, you guys, you've closed the deal and you've handed over your house keys to those new homeowners. Well, do you think your home sale transaction is complete? Not quite. We'll tell you what you need to do after you sell. And also ahead, these days getting advice on how to go green in your home is plentiful. But is it always good advice? Kevin O'Connor from This Old House will be here with the solution. And today's This Old House segment on the Money Pit is brought to you by Proudly Propane Clean American Energy. We'll be back with that and more after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get socked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question. Plus, this hour, we're giving away a great prize. It's called Bondic. Now, Bondic is the world's first liquid welder. It can bond, build, and fix just about any material using a very unique liquid formula that turns to a 100% hard plastic in four seconds with the use of an included UV light. The way this works is you apply the product 
across what you're trying to repair. So let's say you broke uh, your glasses, right? And you want to try to put them back together. Well, if they're broken, you simply stick the two pieces back together. You put Bondnik over the top of it, flip the applicator upside down. It's about the size of a marker or a Sharpie. Hit the UV light switch on the side of that for four seconds. It's rock hard. Put the glasses back on and continue on your day. It works that well. We're giving away five starter kits. They're worth $19.99 each. So the total prize value with shipping is over 100 bucks. It's going to go out to one lucky caller drawn at random. Make that you. The number again is one eight 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 Money Pit. Mary from Massachusetts is on the line and needs some help with finishing a project. What can we do for you? Well, I live in a very old home, and the front I have double front doors that are made of walnut. They're very heavy and very thick, but somewhere along the line, somebody um, put some kind of finish on them. So now they're peeling. They face the east, so they get a. I mean the west, so they get a lot of summer. Uh, hot sun, and I just don't know how to get everything off and then refinish them. So what are the doors made out of? Are they wood doors? Oh, yes. They're solid walnut, and they're about an inch and a half thick. Okay, and the finish that's on it, is it a clear, like a urethane-type finish that's peeling? Yes, it looks like that, and then there's some kind of stain on the door that turns really dark, dark wood. Okay, so listen... Um, first of all, congratulations on having a really beautiful set of doors. Walnut doors are very rare, and that's terrific. So they're worth putting the time into it, and time you will need for this project, Mary. What you need to do is you need to strip all of that old finish off. What I would do is I would take the doors off of the hinges. I'd lay them on a couple of sawhorses. I'd have a, a vibrating sander. I would just start to sand that finish away and get all of that down to raw wood. It is totally worth it because you can't foot, you can't put you know good finish over bad finish. You got to get down to that wood. Now, once you're down to the wood, um, since it's a darker wood, you know you may or may not want to stain it. If it turns out that there maybe there's some unevenness in the coloring of the wood, you could think about adding a stain to try to sort of blend it all in. And then on top of that, you're going to put a new finish. Now, since these doors face uh, the sun, what I would use is I would use a marine varnish on that. And the key difference with marine varnish is it has exceptionally high UV protection. So it's going to stand up to that UV radiation from the sun and not peel off quite as easily as just any other exterior UV would. So strip it down to the raw wood, stain it as needed, and then refinish it with a marine varnish. I would use a satin, not a gloss, because it'll make the doors look a lot nicer. And then just enjoy them. If you do this, even though it's going to take you a long time, you know, it's going to last for years to come. Now, look, it's also not the kind of project that you can bang out in the afternoon. So this may be a situation where you pop the door off the hinges, which is pretty easy to do. You get it out on the sawhorses. You do as much as you can for the day. You put the door back on the hinges and you close it in whatever shape it's in at that moment. And then the next time you have time to do this, you take the door off and continue. So it can just kind of kind of continue on. I don't want you to try to do this vertically. It's going to make you much more tired. Believe me, gravity plays a big part in uh, being able to do this well. And if it's laid out flat on a couple of sawhorses in a shady area, it's just going to be a lot easier for you to work on it. Okay, just one other quick question. What weight of sandpaper do you use on the vibrating sander? That's a great question. Um, It depends on kind of how it behaves, so to speak, when you start to use it, but I would start with a medium grit. So that's going to be around 100 to 125, maybe 150. The thing is, if you go too fine to start, you might find the paper clogs up. There's also um, a type of paper that's available that looks more like screening or netting. And when you're working with finishes, 
that type of, uh, of material tends to clog less. So if you're in the home center aisle and you see that as an option, uh, that's something that you might want to give it a try and, until you find the paper that works the best. Try not to put too much pressure on it. You don't want to, if, if, you, if you lean in and push hard down on it and not let the machine do its work, what will happen is some of that old finish can heat up and it'll kind of gunk up the paper and ruin it. And you'll just have to get a new piece and continue. But you're gonna, you know, it's going to take you a while and you're going to have to do a lot of handwork as well. And speaking of which, if you have sort of nooks and crannies, if you have sort of moldings in the storage you have to get into, um, there are standing sponges that companies like 3M make. I also see these you know, in the home center paint aisle like at Home Depot. And these sanding sponges, I really like them because they, they're squishy, but they're abrasive. So you can actually crush it up against that uneven molding, you know, press it in there, work it up and down, and it does a good job. Okay? Oh, okay, because there, um, there is molding in it. There's, they're not even flush doors. Yeah, you'll, you'll find that sanding sponge really handy. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Good luck, Mary. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. So if you've sold your house recently and handed off your keys to the new owners, you might be thinking you're done with all the home selling details. But according to the experts at the National Association of Realtors, it's not time to celebrate just yet. Yeah, for starters, you should organize copies of all the paperwork. I mean, there's a ton of it related to the close of the sale of your home. Now, you're going to need all of this when you file your taxes. And after that, it's really smart to have the records on hand, you know, in case you're audited. I hate to even say that word, but I did. Now, just as important for all you home improvers, you need to keep proof of those upgrades as well. The IRS does allow you to add the cost of the improvements to your home's cost basis while you own it, which is pretty nice if you have a sizable capital gain. You want to make sure you have all those receipts to prove it, as Leslie said, just in case. And just in case you're thinking about a home improvement project that you need help with, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Rich in Arkansas, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yes, I was, my question is concerning ceramic valve cartridges and faucets. Since they theoretically uh, resurface themselves during each operation, I'm wondering if, if, it would be, if it would be prudent to open the valve its full radius, and then back down to your desired flow in order to um, ensure proper, even resurfacing. I don't think so. So just to back up, for those that are unfamiliar with this, most of the good quality faucets today have ceramic valves, which basically are two ceramic discs that rub against each other. They're very finely polished. In fact, it's interesting that if you touch them together when the valve is all apart, which most of us will never see, but because I'm kind of a geek, I've been to these factories. If you touch these two sides of the ceramic uh, valve together, you almost can't pull it apart because of the surface tension. It's almost like magnetic. And as Rich, as you said, the the more you use these, the more worn they get, but they don't, they, they actually get tighter. They don't really wear out. So I wouldn't worry too much about this. I think they're far tougher than you give them credit for. And I wouldn't worry about uh, the evenness of the wear. I just think it's a real terrific technology. That's good, probably the best we've ever had. Okay. Well, uh, I, I kind of expected that, but I would, yeah, my theory, theory uh, my, uh, Mine works in uh, mysterious ways. <laughs> Apparently. Well, put your mind <laughs> at ease, Rich. There's going to be no issues with that. I'm sure there are other projects that you can put your attention to now. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Just ahead, if you want to go green, but you don't really know which projects are going to give you the best ROI, well, we've got a great guest for that. Kevin O'Connor from TV's This Old House is stopping by with some advice. And today's This Old House segment is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. With over 400 varieties of bamboo, laminate, wood-look tile, vinyl plank, and hardwood floors for less. Hi, I'm Kevin O'Connor, host of This Old House on PBS. From floorboards to shingles, you're tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show with Tom and Leslie. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on the first weekend of fall. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Since it is fall, you might be getting ready to fire up your wood stove. You want to be careful not to fuel the fire with the wrong fuel. If you burn the wrong fuel in your wood stove, you might damage it, and that decreases efficiency, costing you some bucks. Don't burn trash, driftwood, or treated materials. Do use seasoned wood, and hardwood, by the way, is going to give you the best BTUs. And that's also going to give you the least amount of creosote buildup, which is very important for your safety. Thomas in Tennessee is on the line with a wallpaper question. How can we help you today? I have two layers of wallpaper in a small half bath that I'm trying to take off, and I was wondering what your guys' best solution is. One is a lighter wallpaper like you would find in the rest of a house, but the other one is a very thick waterproof type 
that um, is mostly used in bathrooms. Yeah, well, removal is pretty much the same regardless of that type. You know, essentially what you have to do is you got to run a tool across the paper called a paper tiger, and it's a tool that puts small prickly-sized holes in the paper. And then once you have those holes in there, you can apply a water, um, uh, a wallpaper paste remover to it, which will soak into the paper, get behind it, and start to loosen it up. Now, it's a lot of work, but, you know, considering it's just the bathroom, perhaps it won't be that difficult for you. If you really, really, really have a hard time getting that paper off, you could always rent a wallpaper steamer, and that will make the job a little bit easier. Oh, okay. Well, do you have any uh, home remedies for this where you don't have to buy a whole lot of tools? Because I'm kind of on a budget. Well, the Paper Tiger is not very expensive. It's a little hand tool. It's probably 7 or $8, something like that. So that plus a few dollars for the wallpaper paste remover, is that all, that's really all you're going to need. Okay. Well, thank you. All right, Thomas. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, going green at home is a big trend nowadays, with homeowners looking to save money on energy bills while also shrinking their environmental footprint. But as with any trend, there's a lot of hype and misinformation surrounding the green movement. So how do you cut through the claims and figure out the straight scoop? Here to help us get to the bottom of it all is this old house host, Kevin O'Connor. Hey, Kevin. Hi, guys. Great to be here. So listen, I guess we've heard some pretty bad energy advice over the years. I'm sure you have. I mean, for starters, I once heard a window dealer say you could save 50% on your energy bills by installing new windows. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) I said, if I had no windows and now I have windows, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I had a guy tell me that if I replaced half my windows, I could reduce my energy bill by half, at which point I turned to him and said, well, why don't you replace all of my windows and then I won't need energy at all. (laughs) And then I kicked them out of the house. I've heard some awful energy advice. One of my favorites is, um, you know, this whole thing about trees providing shade and reduce your AC load, which is all true, absolutely. But when they actually advise you to do it, I'm kind of like, well, it's going to take 30 years for this tree to grow big enough. I mean, some of it just doesn't add up. All right. So let's talk about those windows. Does it always make sense to replace your old windows, your old wood windows with energy efficient windows? No, I don't think it always makes sense. Now, there are times where it does make sense. Um, They operate better. They can provide more comfort. And that may be reason enough to do it. But if you're talking specifically about saving energy, uh, think about this. According to the EPA, replacing old windows with an Energy Star certified window has the potential to lower your household energy bills by about 12% nationwide. And so that's something to consider. But again, there's a lot of cost that goes into actually replacing your windows. You've got to buy the new windows. You've got to have someone install the new windows. And as you guys know, you don't just pop them out and put them in. You've got trim to deal with and all of that. So it's a little bit more of a complicated um, calculation. There are some utilities throughout the state that actually will help you purchase the windows at a discount. Uh, and you can check those out. There's a couple websites out there like energystar.gov. They've got a rebate finder feature, and you might want to look into that. So certainly replacing your windows will give you a more convenient experience, tilt-in cleaning and that sort of thing. But truth be told, um, if you just really want energy savings, you might be better off sort of re- replacing the weather stripping on your old windows, improving your storm windows, and putting the job off for a while. You know that we're in the business of old homes. A lot of times our customers want to save their original windows, and we tell them that's perfectly fine. If you have single-pane windows, just one piece of glass that are 100 years old, we just did this on a house. Uh, and you add to it a good working storm window, 
and you actually seal up so that there's not a lot of air movement, drafts, and you tighten these windows so that they lock and clamp down, you can get a very efficient, comfortable window that I will tell you can be comparable to a new window. It is something to consider. I think another sort of energy victim, if you will, something in your home that gets a bad rap when it comes to savings is insulation. So what's the truth there? (laughs) Well, um, insulation is great. Don't get me wrong. I I think I'm a huge fan of it. And more insulation is better than less insulation. Um, If your house doesn't have it, you should definitely add it. And if your house was insulated many, many years ago, you should definitely look into upgrading your insulation and think first about critical spots like the attic. That's probably the best return for your dollar. But keep in mind that insulation is not the same as air sealing. And the way that we're losing heat from our houses um, is escaping a couple different ways. And if the air is moving, if the air is leaking into the house, sealing up those leaks can be just as important as insulating the house properly. And you want to think about those two in combination um, with each other. And there are lots of places where we can seal those leaks, around windows and doors, um, certainly, but also around the rim joists, for example. And a good insulation contractor can actually seal between floors. So if you have recessed lights on the second floor and heat is escaping up into an uninsulated attic, those types of places can be sealed up. Air sealing and insulation, to me, Go hand and fist. Good advice. We're talking to Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House, about some of the energy myths that are out there. So, Kevin, how do you think people can avoid sort of falling prey to those outlandish claims and bad energy advice? Is there a reliable source of information for these topics? Uh, there are, and there are a lot of different sites out there. But if I was going to point somebody to a single site, I would say start with um, www.energy.gov. It's run by the Department of Energy, and they've got a section there, an energy safety section that will point you to different resources when you're thinking about heating, cooling, weatherization, saving electricity, uh, and other fuels in your house. It's a good catch-all site. Good advice. Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House, thank you so much for being a part of The Money Pit. My pleasure. All right. Thanks, Kevin. You guys can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House and Ask This Old House are brought to you on PBS. By GMC. GMC, we are professional grade. Up next, are you looking forward to those cozy fires coming this fall? Well, we've got some tips on how to make sure your chimney's up for the challenge after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We will help you with pretty much anything you are working on at your Money Pit. It's just starting to be the fall season, you guys, so there's probably a lot of stuff you're tackling. And we're here to help you out with all of that. And, you know, we love to give away prizes when you call into the show. And we've got a pretty fun prize that I imagine you will be looking for creative uses to use around your house. We're giving away the Bondic Starter Kit. Now, this is the world's first liquid plastic welder. And you're like, what is that? So think about it. You can bond, you can build, you can fix, you can fill pretty much 
any material. Now, it uses a unique liquid formula, and then it turns into 100% hard plastic in four seconds. You cure it with a UV light that's included. It's kind of like a pen. One side's the glue, but it's not really a glue. It's literally liquid plastic. The other side's the light that cures it all together. So if you've got something, you know, like a car key ring, like a key fob, for example, and that little skinny end of plastic breaks off and you're like, well, now what do I do with this? You can rebuild it with the Bondic. I'm telling you, you will walk around and start figuring out fun, cool things to do with it because it's really amazing. It can be sanded, polished, drilled. You can fill it. You can shape it. You can paint it. It creates like a flawless repair. It's a great product. Check it out at notaglue.com. We've got a bunch of kits to give away. They're $19.99 each, so give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Hey, if you're looking forward to the chillier nights that are coming up, you know, those ones when you might use your fireplace, you maybe want to hold up before you strike that first match. You know, regular use of your fireplace, that leads to the buildup of creosote. Now, combined with animal nests and other obstructions, these things can all lead to a chimney fire, and that can be a potentially serious safety threat. Now, your chimney should be swept by a professional on an annual basis. The rule of thumb is to sweep after every cord of wood burned. You can also prevent chimney buildup by being sure to always burn hardwoods like oak and maple and poplar, and not softwoods like pine and fir. And by the way, if you burn hardwood, you're going to get more heat out of the hardwood than you would out of the softwood. Now, when it comes to choosing a chimney sweep, there are many reputable chimney sweeps out there. But beware of those whose pricing, you know, might seem too good to be true. There are some unscrupulous sweeps out there, and they tend to combine cheap inspections with discovery of expensive problems that only they can do the repair on. You know, when I was a home inspector, I actually watched this happen time and time again. A chimney sweep would advertise a very low-cost inspection. You know, make sure you're safe. We'll come out and inspect your chimney for 50 bucks. Well, guess what? It's like paying a salesman to come to your door to sell something because, yeah, they do an inspection, but they always find a very dramatic and horrifying defect in that chimney that may or may not exist and then try to convince you on the spot to hire them uh, to fix it. So you got to be really careful to make sure you only use a very professional, certified, and competent chimney sweep near you. A good way to find one is to start with the nonprofit Chimney Safety Institute of America, CSIA.org. But generally speaking, Speaking, if any contractor that's in the business of fixing things ever tells you that you have a serious problem that needs to be repaired, get a second opinion. And perhaps not from another contractor because, again, you have that conflict of interest. You could hire an engineer, a professional home inspector. I mean, certainly if it's a big enough fix, it's worth uh, the minor expense to have a professional inspection done by somebody who only does inspections and does not sell repairs. Now we've got Rob in Maryland on the line with a building with a dirt floor, and he needs some help with it. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. I have an 18-foot diameter round space outside. It's a little hut, and I have a dirt floor. And I just want to see if there's some type of a concrete that I can just pour down there or pour on it, and it'll just find its own level. Well, I mean, concrete, to some extent, finds its own level. You you have access to this space, right? Is there any reason you can't float it out? Yeah, there's. To, yeah. to do. So then what you're going to want to do is, is, is a couple of things. First of all, this is an unheated space. Correct. All right. So, so what you want to do is you would, you would want to make sure that the dirt is solidly tamped down, right? And then you're going to add concrete to that to a thickness of at least four inches, but maybe even six. 
and then float the concrete. It's, it takes a little skill. You're going to have to do some research on how to do this. But essentially, when the concrete comes off the truck, there's stone that's embedded in it. And as you spread it out with a, a shovel and a, and a rake, um, you sort of float it. You shake it with uh, a float, a trowel. It's like a, like a big trowel. And then the stones sink to the bottom of the concrete, and sort of the cream comes to the top, and that's what gives you that nice finish. And you'll sort of work the concrete smooth and then work your way out the door. So I, I think it's as simple as putting in a concrete slab floor. Like a dust cover? Yeah, I mean, you can. There's plastic dust covers and things like that, but I mean, you want a floor that you can actually use. So, the concrete is the best way to go. Okay. All right. I mean, you could probably do something with brick pavers, but it'd be a lot of work because you'd have to cut all those round edges. All right. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Well, for all the happiness they bring, pets can really deliver some actual real hassles. And I'm talking about these things often happening on your carpets. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to tell you the best way to remove those pet stains from your flooring after this. Hey, 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 money pit. The Money Pit is presented by Pavestone's easy-to-stack Rumblestone Rustic Building Blocks. Create any outdoor hardscape you can imagine to instantly add old-world charm. Available at the Home Depot. For more information and product instructions, visit pavestone.com. Making good homes better? Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, it's the fall season. Are you watching the trees change color? Or getting ready to. I know, it's like my favorite time of year. But you know what? Let the fall colors and all of the changing of colors inspire you to change your colors as well. Talking about the color of your house, you guys. You know, painting vinyl siding, it's really a wallet-friendly way to give your house a whole new look that's going to last for years. So we're going to share a step-by-step guide to giving your vinyl siding a new coat at MoneyPit.com. And you can also post your home improvement question to us at MoneyPit.com. That's what Kendall did in Washington, D.C. Kendall says, what's the best, most effective product or method to completely remove pet urine odors and stains from the carpet? Remove the pet? Ah, we don't want to do that. (laughs) I'm telling you. She says all products claim the same results, um, but I know they do not all work. So uh, what do you think, Leslie? There's that uh, one product that we've recommended for years that seems to be pretty effective. Yeah, you know what? It's a company called um, Just Right, and it's R-I-T-E. That's the name of the company. You can look them up online, justright.com. They have a product called 123 Odor Free, and it's a grouping of different products. You use them in a series of stages. And the interesting thing here is it's not just like a cleaner or an odor remover. It actually gets into your carpet padding and the carpet fibers and removes the enzymes that cause the odor. So when we first moved into our house, the previous owners had a dog who had some accidents on a carpeting. And then our dog started to say, oh, hey, this is the bathroom and was doing the same thing. And, you know, I had posted a couple questions online looking for a product and actually the owner of Just Right sent me a sample kit and I tried it and it actually really, really worked and I've been using it for years and unfortunately I have a dog now who has a lot of health issues and she keeps having accidents and it it works. So I'm going to say it's a good product. I've been using it for years, unfortunately, because I have a dog that likes to pee. (laughs) But definitely check it out. It's justright.com and the product is 123 odor free. You'll definitely find that it works. All right. Next up, we've got a post here from Robert in Delaware who writes... 
My crawl space recently flooded for the first time in nearly three decades I've been in my home. The crawl space is sand with a plastic vapor barrier. I removed the water with a portable sump pump and a wet vac and ran a box fan. Do I need to remove the old vapor barrier and install a new one because it got wet? Should I have the sump pump installed permanently? Should I spray the crawl space with some kind of anti-mold solution? All good questions, Robert, but I think you may potentially be overreacting a bit. First of all, the fact that it uh, flooded for the first time in nearly three decades um, was probably because of an extreme weather event, very, very heavy rain, perhaps coupled with something in your drainage, uh, your drainage system outside that broke down. Most commonly, clogged gutter, disconnected spout, um, something of that nature, or maybe a neighbor who's now all of a sudden dumping a lot of water on your property. Um, it's not really anything you want to panic over. Try to figure out if you can what caused that and make sure you get that back in shape so it doesn't happen again. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. On this first fall weekend, we hope we've been able to give you some tips and advice on fall fix-up projects that you have in mind for your Money Pit. If you've got questions as you seek to improve your home, give us a call any time of the day or night at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If we're not in the studio, by the way, when you call, we will call you back the next time we are. You can also post your questions to our website at moneypit.com. That's all for now. I'm Tom Kreit. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 